Welcome to episode 23 of the Parkrun Adventurers. I'm Mel and I'm joined with my co-host Scotty. Hi Mel. How you doing this week Scotty? Fantastic. Always fantastic. That's good to hear. It was a woolly weekend just gone. There were adventures, there were misadventures all up and down the east coast of Australia and across the country. Did you have any weather-related adventures this weekend, Scotty? It was just wet down here in Melbourne. Nowhere near as wet as in other parts of the country because we had a whole bunch of cancellations. I know our national numbers dropped well, like in half, so that's not good. People didn't get their park run fixed this week. I think there were a lot of park runners frantically facebooking all the different events to see what was still open as cancellation after cancellation got posted on Saturday morning trying to do a mercy dash to see where they could still manage to get one in but I think you're right there would have been a lot of people who missed out this week unfortunately but you certainly didn't you had to leave the state to avoid missing out on your park run this week well, I did. That was that was a little bit more premeditated than just, oh, it's going to be a wet weekend. Maybe I'll go somewhere warm and sunny. I did book the flight six months ago. So I had an adventure to Darwin, which for me was very special for several reasons. Um, the first one is that I've never been to the Northern Territory in my life. So was very keen to head up there. We interviewed Mark Connolly, the ED at Darwin Parkrun and now Territory Director for the Northern Territory uh, earlier in the year on the podcast. So I got to go up and meet him in person, which was awesome. I also messaged him during the week um, in the lead up last week and said, hey, Mark, you know, I've got these two extra days after Parkrun and blank slate. What should I be doing? What's to do in Darwin? And the first thing he said when he got back to me was, well, city to surf's on this weekend or, and then gave me this massive list of other amazing things to do, but the lure of getting a medal while I was away for a weekend in the Northern Territory was just too much to resist. So ended up doing a last minute sneaky registration for the city to surf in the Northern Territory. They had me at, you get a finisher's towel as well as a medal. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But when we were actually at Park Run, they mentioned the fact that it's not just a towel. You don't just get given a towel at the end like you do at so many races. This towel is wet. So they dunk it in water and then they fold it up and stick it in a freezer. So when you cross the finish line, they give you this icy cold towel, which might not seem very appealing to anyone who has you know, just gone through this wet weather weekend. But in Darwin, where it's 95% humidity, but 33 to 35 degrees, that wet towel was very, very welcome. And it actually almost made me forget to take a finish medal as well when I crossed the finish line. I was too busy looking for the icy towel. So, But I digress. So I, can't, I can't get my head around it. As we speak right now, my thermostat says 7 degrees <laughs> and you were running in 33 degree heat. With frozen towels being handed out. Yeah, it. I actually had trouble packing on Friday afternoon. I couldn't get my head around the fact that I was going someplace warm and what do you mean I shouldn't pack a jumper? What do you mean my flannelette pyjamas shouldn't be in the bag? It was, yeah, it was very difficult for me not to pack those things. But then when I got there, I, I couldn't get the concept of, 
why is it so cold? Why is it so wet in Queensland? This feels like a tropical summer on the equator. So, but I have to give it to them. The Northern Territorians, far out. They are hardcore. I, I specifically picked June as the month that I would go up there for the adventure because I'm not hardcore enough to do Darwin in summer, basically. And they told us, oh, yeah, we've put the weather on for you. And we were like, seriously, this, this is putting the weather on. This is giving us a cool day because it was, it was rough. Even park run was rough on a Saturday morning. So it's very easy to register for an event when you're somewhere cold and you're not thinking too much about what the actual heat will be like, I think. But it doesn't always translate. Still glad to have done it. The park run up there was amazing. They've got beautiful, um, green, really well taken care of parks. And of course, you've got the view of the ocean and these massive, massive old trees. I guess I always think that places that are so coastal and are prone to, you know, cyclones and things like that, they don't get to have big trees because they get blown over. But they had these gigantic trees in Darwin and you'd just be running along and all of a sudden you're under this thing that's probably a hundred years old and it's just amazing and it's my first loop out and back course so it's a it's a two lap out and back and on paper those things don't ever sound like they could work to me but it worked really really well and it was great because I got to see the whole bunch of the middle pack who I never get to see till you know pretty much the turnaround point of halfway I got to see them at you know 700 meters or something because they would already turn around and coming back to me so it was really good great atmosphere volunteers were awesome couldn't have asked for a better morning very glad that I didn't have my event cancelled on parkrun day this week was there any sneaky reveals on the parkrun course there I wouldn't call it a sneaky reveal. It was close. It's, it was enough to stop me in my tracks and make me take a photo of the view. Um, so it, it would be almost a sneaky reveal. Um, there's, there's a view out over the, well, I guess, do you call it a bay? I don't know. Over the water anyway, and it was stunning. What about crocodiles or tanks? Tanks? I didn't see any tanks. There were crocodiles, but the only ones I saw were behind a lot of Perspex glass in um, crocodile tanks as opposed to the army kind. So I was, I was happy to see those there. Although I did hold a crocodile. His name was Fluffy. Uh, he had his nose taped shut so he couldn't bite me, which I was grateful for. And uh, he was really soft on his belly. He was really soft. So I have now held and patted a crocodile, a saltwater crocodile. Was he fluffy on the belly? No, he wasn't called. No, he wasn't fluffy. That was just his name. His name was Fluffy. I think it's a popular name for crocodiles. And he was just a baby one. Sounds like a great adventure. It also had another significance for you. It did. Announce it. Yeah, you do it because then, then it's not so embarrassing for me. Because you entered a club, the 10th person in the entire world to enter that club. You are now a member of the Peel Club, which explain exactly what the Peel Club is, for those that don't know. I think we may have hinted at it before, but we haven't ever explained what the Peel Club is. So the Peel Club is for parkrunners who have completed a parkrun event in every state and territory in Australia. 
So yeah, it's it's been a long-term goal of mine for for a good long while now and I've I've smashed a few different states this year to to finally get there. It's been a little bit worrying the last few weeks because we've had I think three different people uh no four different people including myself enter the, enter the Peel Club in 2016. So it uh, was originally started by Brendan Peel after who it's named or he didn't start it it just got named because he was the first person to do it. When he finished he completed his last event in Queensland actually uh, in April 2014. So he was closely followed by Alan and Rasheen Burrell just a couple of months later who did their last event in the Northern Territory and then we didn't have anybody else in 2014 it wasn't until Dave Robbo in February 2015 um, got a bit around that we had some more entrants and so Tim himself Oberg joined in August that year as well and yeah this year we've had a few people join Jenny Quigley, Richard Miles and Carol Cunningham and as those people have all been joining, I've been, and as I've been getting closer, I've been keeping an eye on the actual Peel Club to see, you know, if I could make it to the top 10. And I'm not competitive in terms of being fast or anything like that. I don't compare myself to other runners. But when it started getting close, I really, really wanted to be in the top 10. So very, very excited that I made it. And um, it was a brilliant weekend in Darwin altogether. Everyone up there is so friendly and so lovely. And there was just a really, a really, uh, what's the, it's a vibe of goodwill, basically, I think. So I'm a bit in love with Darwin and the Northern Territory, and I can't wait to go back. You were lucky enough to catch up with a couple of them. Should we have a quick listen to them? I went there um, with Namble Park Runs event director, actually, Melissa Taylor. And yeah, we bumped into some other sunny coast park runners who were up there for an adventure completely unrelated to our own and I also had a chat with some of the locals. I'm here with Shane and Lorraine Tullett, Darwin Park Run. Guys, what did you think of the course? Very beautiful along the waterfront. Very scenic. Very, very nice. Good welcoming crowd, nice course, a little bit warm. I think the term they're looking for is humidity. Can I podcast bomb? Is that a word? Yes. Yeah. Podcast bomber? Yeah. Very, Very stumid. I think I would have been drier at Namble Park Run today. And there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth. No storms here at Darwin. And I'm here with Louise, Jill and Joe, who are all locals to Darwin Park Run. Ladies, please tell us about your course. Um, my daughter Emily and I are doing the course as often as we possibly can, we're thoroughly enjoying it and we find we're really good motivation for each other. Hi, I first did parkrun in the UK. Uh, when I moved to Darwin it wasn't here at that point so I was at the very first parkrun and I've been coming regularly ever since. Hi, um, I was introduced to parkrun by my friend Jill and I've it makes a whole difference to Friday nights now because I'm more keen to come to Park Run and have an early Friday night. So it's all good fun. I love it. Absolutely love it. Keeps us on the straight and narrow. Now, it's a little bit more of a humid course than the ones that I'm used to. You guys are pretty hardcore. How do you cope with the heat every week? We're just used to it, I think, because it's um, a part of our 
daily life and it's getting hotter and hotter. I've been here in Darwin for 21 years from Tasmania. Um, I think I'm gradually climatising. <laughs> we all have crazy sweat up here. It's not just regular sweat, it's crazy sweat. Yeah, we drink lots of water. And we're all just waiting for the dry season to come, whenever that's going to be. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much, ladies. Thanks for that, ladies. Sounded like a fun girls' weekend away for you, Mel. It was. It was a great weekend. We should have more of them. Well, I'm glad you're pulling the weight. We are called the Parkrun Adventurers, and now I think we can legitimately say you are an adventurer. One of only ten in the Peel Club. Oh, but wait. Before we go on, I should mention I actually have also come equal amount of most events with you now, Scotty. So I'm on 30 events as well. And ironically, I finished finished 150th at Darwin on Saturday. So 30 events at five kilometres equals 150. And that was my finished position token. Completely, completely unrehearsed or, you know, I couldn't have timed finishing 150th if I wanted to. So what are the odds of that? Probably pretty high. <laughs> But I'm coming for you. I'm on 30. I'm still te- I'm technically below you in the most events list because you got there first. You're on 90. I think, yeah, you're on 90th and I'm 95. So we're both top 100. But give me a couple more months. Don't launch anything else in Victoria for a little while. Give me a chance and um, I'm taking you down. Okay. Well, that'll be an interesting challenge. I am. I'm stuck at home. Not stuck at home. I'll be home the next few weeks but i got some gaps i got some gaps in my calendar i got some eye well that's your challenge he calls the blue mountains home but currently he sits in the middle of kruger national park we're going to catch up with brendan davies welcome to the podcast brendan thanks thanks for having me on guys you are actually sitting in the middle of Kruger National Park, correct? Yes, that's correct. I'm having a bit of a holiday after um, comrades over here and we're staying at a, a place pretty close to Kruger and we've just taken a day trip in today and uh, hopefully go see some of the big five and, and more, hopefully. So we're really looking forward to it, just sitting and getting ready to um, hop in the car and do some more exploring. So you are recovering from your comrades' effort? Two weekends ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving myself a bit of downtime. Still ticking the legs over and keeping fit just, just for maintenance, really. Not really doing any training. I'm, we're staying at this place on the banks of the Crocodile River and um, it's got some awesome trails and thankfully the animals are all on the other side of the river. So it, it creates like a bit of a buffer zone. So I've been doing some just some nice, easy, relaxed running in the morning and afternoons and seeing some pretty epic stuff like... <laughs> rhinos and elephants and and lions and stuff so uh thankfully i haven't had to run too fast away from any of them uh, or my easy runs would become quite the tempo session but yeah i've been just ticking the legs over keeping things nice and uh, steady how is trail running in south africa compared to australia oh look i mean it's so diverse just like australia and depends where you go in the country um you know, South Africa's got some pretty in, in, epic uh, mountain ranges, the Drakesburg and, um, and and that. So, I mean, that's your, your big mountainous type runs. But where I'm kind of staying at the moment, it, it's semi-arid kind of 
environment, so it's it's nice, uh, nice and flat and pretty uh, dusty and dry conditions. But um, you know, like it's still trail running; it's just a different form, I guess. So um, it's yeah, it just depends on where you go. Have you seen any live animals? Or got, how close have you got to some live animals? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, this place I'm staying at, um, we've it's on the uh, banks of the Crocodile River in a nature game in a game reserve so yeah every morning and evening and uh, actually around the game reserve there's your more placid type animals like zebra and um and kudu and 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 um gnus and, and stuff like that but on the other side of the river you know they keep all the dangerous stuff in the kruger um so i've seen rhinos elephants lions uh giraffes and <laughs> and you know, buffalo and oh look it, i mean it's just it's just epic over here i've never seen anything like it the amount of mammals just walking around it's it's pretty unreal um and it's, it's just everything you think that africa could be and more so yeah it's pretty intense so you did all right you did a bit of okay when you actually participated in comrades and brendan oh yeah yeah i was very happy how things turned out uh, it was my big a race uh, pretty much since uh, december last year so all year i've been training um for that and all my um all my races this year you know been more or less training runs leading up for our comrades so i definitely brought my a game to the table um, um and very happy how things panned out on the day I, I kind of ventured off my original race plan a little in the morning um, but it actually turned out to be quite a good good thing, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, I finished nineteenth. Um, yeah, and it is the most competitive ultra um, in the world. There's no doubt about that. I've been to world championships in Europe. I've been in you know Western states and epic trail races and stuff. But uh, nothing um, nothing can compare to the African kind of competitiveness and, and depth of the field. Um, you know, like the World 100K Championships has a very strong field too, but they tend just to be European and continental-based runners. Africa's, um, you know, got your, your South Africans, Zimbabweans, Ethiopians, everything under the sun. Um, come All over the place come from Africa. So um, it's just the depth. It's, it's so much greater. Unfortunately, um, I don't think you're ever going to get a, a race where the best ultra runners in the world get together in the same spot. Um, you know, Africans can't really travel too far from home over to Europe and Europeans, um, you know, don't tend to come to Africa too often, although there was quite a strong European and American contingent over for comrades. Um, it's just not, yeah, it, it's just not possible for a lot of them. So, um, yeah, but it's by far the most competitive field I've ever been part of. And, yeah, got, got under six hours, which was my big aim. Um, and, yeah, very happy with how, how the race panned out. So was it an up or a back version of the course this year? Uh, it was a, it was what they call a down year, which is a bit of a misnomer because, um, yeah, um, there's, there's some down in it, but there's a lot of up too. So it started in uh, PMB, so Peter Maritzburg, um, and then finished at Durban, which is the uh, original course. Um, and then every second year, they, well, alternating year, they do a, a, an up run, which is Durban to Peter Maritzburg. So... Um, yeah, this one was 89 kilometres, uh, 1,800 metres of uh, downhill and just over 1,000 metres of uphill, um, A to B race, all on road. Okay, so you said you deviated a little bit from your original game plan. When you're looking at 90 kilometres, what, what kind of plan can you possibly go in with? Um, so I was just aiming to kind of get into a rhythm 
and kind of uh, take the first half, which is more undulating type terrain, up and down, lumpy type of road for, you know, around that 405, 410 pace. And then I was aiming to, when the real downhills kick in towards the end of the race, in the second half of the course, trying to then run, you know, 3.45 to 3.4 minute pace. Um, didn't really work out like that. I, I felt really comfortable in the morning and it was very cool and expected to get warmer late in the day. So I, I thought, I, well, it actually might be a better, a better plan to do a positive split race. So put, put a bit of time in the bank and then, you know, just try and uh, bring it home as strong as I could and, and, you know, don't be too unhappy if it isn't a negative split. Just go for, you know, as, as consistent as you can. And, but, um, yeah, so I ended up doing, you know, 347 type pace for the first 30Ks on, on this undulating terrain. And, and then I soon discovered when the downhills were meant to be really ferocious, they actually aren't that really steep and long and um, that, that it kind of goes downhill, then it will flatten out. In, in fact, the, the last kind of 30Ks, if you look at it on an elevation map, it's quite deceiving because it looks very like it's all downhill, but it's not. It's it's because the elevation charts obviously can't show, uh, you know, it can't be too long, so it kind of condenses it up and it kind of looks like it's all downhill. There's actually quite a lot of flat and downhill running. So my second half was uh, probably a little slower, I think 10, 10 to 15 minutes, but, um, you know, I set up my race and my result early in the race and you know, it was a really good, well-executed race And um, because I, I just climbed my way through the field all day. I think I was 60th at the first checkpoint and then I, you know, it gradually just pulled in people all day and, and got to the yeah 19th in the end so yeah super stoked with that 347 minute kilometers i think i may have done almost that one time on a bike riding downhill that's insane yeah yeah so yeah my aim was to kind of average under four minute k's for the entire race um and i did that i averaged 358 kind of kilometers for 90 k's so yeah, happy if it went. Um, there's, a, there's, you know, 1,800 metres of downhill, so there's a, a few kilometres there that are very fast. Um, so, yeah, it kind of makes up for the, the uphill kilometres a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's good, uh, good uh, consistent pacing um, from an effort-type level, more than a, looking at a – if you looked at my splits, you, they'd be all over the place, but the effort level was, was very consistent, I guess. It was very consistent. I looked at it. You sat on like 347 the whole way. Is that like you're looking at your watch and you you can time yourself to go exactly 347? Um, no, it's, it's, it's actually like, although it's not a trail run because it is on road, um, it feels like a trail run because of all the little ups and downs and elevation change. So it's actually quite difficult to evenly split, you know, in that classic marathon flat road run type sense um so i i kind of called on my trail running experience a lot more in the race and, and ran very much to effort um which is another way to kind of pace your race it's just by letting yourself go by how your body feels and maintaining a consistent effort whether you're on the flats or going up or down so the only time i really looked at my watch was when i was on a flat and i was um you know just making sure i wasn't pushing threshold um too long um, but yeah, I'm very accustomed to that kind of running because of my trail running history. So I quite enjoyed it and I thought the course played to my strengths a lot. Um, there was a lot of guys that blew up a lot late in the race because I think they just overcooked themselves. And I noticed as well that a lot of the runners that I was passing, were, I was always passing them on the ups and downs. And that's because they're, 
I think coming from a marathon, a flat kind of marathon background, and, and they just didn't have the strength to, to run the ups or the conditioning to handle the downs. And, you know, I'm very accustomed to running downhill because I live in the Blue Mountains. Most of my training's on hilly terrain, so my legs can cope with the punishment and the hills don't worry me at all. I'm very strong up the hills. So, yeah, most of the guys um, I passed were either cooked or just not able to sustain um, a pace going uphill or downhill. So, yeah, very, very good race for, for, um, for me because of the, the course played to my strengths a lot. When you set out to run 89 kilometres, mentally, is that a long way for you to run? Um, no. Um, I've actually run much longer races in my past. I've run, you know, five or six hundred mile races on trail. I've run coast to Cozzy 240 kilometres. So I know what to expect in these long races. And um, again, I feel that history played to my strengths because a lot of these guys doing comrades over here um, they're not ultra runners, I think. They're, they're coming from a marathon runner's background, which obviously gives them a massive advantage in terms of speed um, because I just don't have that kind of speed. Of a, I'm not a 220 marathon runner. I'm a, I'm a, sub, I'm a, I'm a 230 kind of runner, not a, not a sub 230 runner. Um, so um, I don't have the speed, but what I have in that race that a lot of those guys don't is the stamina and the, the endurance to maintain a pace for a long period of time. I've done you know, 400k world championships, I've done um, lots of running on road, in road ultras and, you know, trail ultras, Western States and, you know, um, runs in Australia and, you know, all the time. So, you know, it's not a very long way. In fact, 90k's to me was, you know, um, it was uh, seemed a little short. <laughs> it's remarkable. Something that's a bit shorter than 89k's is park run. We only do five. You're a good park runner. You've got a good park run history and a good history of adventuring. Where do you call home? Uh, so I'm, I have two really. Um, my, my first one, I guess, um, that I attended uh, is Penrith Lakes Park Run. Um, but and then you know a year later, um, one about five kilometres from my home opened up at Lawson Park Run, and I think Lawson has to um, be one of the toughest park runs in Australia. It's actually a trail run and has a, a fair bit of elevation gain for a 5k little uh, park run um some whopping hills in it um but yeah i'll probably go down to penrith more often because for that kind of distance a 5k distance I, i'd prefer to test myself on a, on a flatter kind of course and um especially in the lead up to comrades i did most of my training on the road so i spend a lot of time down at penrith lakes either doing park run or doing laps around that regatta center where the park run course is um, it's a really good training facility and, um, and park run was an important part of my build-up for sure in a both mental and physical point of view. Yeah, just knowing that I was quick over 5K gave me a lot of confidence going into Comrades. I broke my 5K PB. Um, funnily enough, not, not at Penrith, but at Rhodes Park Run. Um, uh, no, sorry, the Ponds Park Run, which is another one that's close by to me. Um, so I did 16.09 and I knew that I was in good shape then and just knowing that just gives me such a good confidence boost and the self-belief to know that okay well I've got the speed um, I know I've got the endurance from my background so I, I knew that I was going to have a good comrades so I just needed to um, execute right on the day uh, and that was the only ingredient that I needed to make sure that I um, made, you know that I that I pulled off and I mean from a pacing and also from a 
nutrition and hydration point of view because that's the other massive element of ultra running that you need to get right on the day for a successful race to ensue. So, yeah, very important part of my build-up, Parkrun. It's good to hear. We had Scotty Westcott on a couple of weeks ago, and he said the same thing. Parkrun's going to be a big part mentally for his confidence heading over to Rio. So it's good to hear the elites get a lot out of Parkrun. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you get good competition at a lot of these Parkruns, so you do tend to push yourself a little harder. And because you're you're racing against others or the clock, you're always put in that little bit more effort. Um, and like I said, the 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 fact that it's a you know also a consistent course, you can track your progress over time. So yeah, I brought my Penrith Lakes Park run down from say a high 16 minute kind of average to a, a more a low 16 minute average, and, and so 30 seconds it might not seem a lot, but that's massive when you then run in a you know a 90k run you just know that that's going to equate to to massive minutes um in the end as scotty mentioned before you've done quite a few different park runs in australia but you're in another country that is very famous for having lots of park run events are you going to do any park runs in south africa while you're there Oh, you know what? I've been trying to, but my itinerary has just been the everything has been played against us. So the first week we stayed in um, a little place called Salt Beach, which is on north of Durban, and we like flew in on the Saturday, and then we flew out Saturday morning, and then the next opportunity I would have gotten was um, the day before uh, comrades and. Uh, you know, obviously I was resting and, and I didn't want to do anything except sit on my uh, couch and, and veg out. So I didn't get a chance then. And then now um, we moved to uh, this part of South Africa up in Kruger and we left on Saturday morning from the place we were staying in Cape Town, which I had a great time in Cape Town. But unfortunately, we, we moved on the Saturday morning, so we weren't able to do that one either. So everything kind of played against us a bit, but I think we have an opportunity because I'm going to Joburg just before I fly back to Australia, and I think we get there on a Friday, so I might have an opportunity on the Saturday, hopefully. You need to be more careful about when you're planning your flights. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you have any favourite courses that you like of the ones that you've done already? Um, so yeah, I've been to a few different ones. Um, I've been to Albert Park down in Melbourne, and that was a good course. It was a nice five k loop. Um, I've been, I've been to a few in Queensland as well. I haven't actually raced them, but I've run on them, and I know where they are. Um, but yeah, I think my favourite, I think in the end, has to be Penrith Lakes. It's it's got a, it's got a, um, it's got to be one of the fastest park runs in Australia. It's got zero elevation gain, or maybe a few meters, because it goes over a bridge at one point. But apart from that, it's completely flat and sealed and off-road. And I mean, when I say off-road, I mean traffic-free, and there's no, rarely any other people there. So it's a, it's a pretty uh, fast course, as fast as you can get. So yeah, I think that's got to be my favourite. But unfortunately, Penrith are going through a bit of trouble at the moment. Yeah, um, a few access issues with the parking. Uh, I guess all park runs have faced uh, some of these problems. Um, as they get bigger and, and more people start attending, uh, 
obviously it has some logistical issues and uh, it's just an access issue with parking and using a gate into the access of the regatta centre where the park run is uh, is held. I'm pretty um, passionate about park run because it's uh, as a full-time coach, um, it's one of the only few grassroots level events around that isn't attached to an athletics club or a little athletics association or something like that. So... Um, I'm all for, you know, obviously um, fighting for its existence. So, yeah, I've done a little bit of um, campaigning, I guess, with the local um, member, and, and it looks like the um, they've come to a um, they've come to a bit of a solution. So it looks like I, I just heard this morning, actually, from one of my assistant coaches, who's also on the committee at Park Run there, that um, everything's been kind of worked out, and um, the future's uh, quite bright for Penrith Lakes Park Run. <laughs> I'm just watching a couple of. Um, a couple of um, uh, of warthogs dig up a, a bit of a a, gra- a dirt mound in front of me. It's pretty comical to watch. They get down on their wrists um, when they eat, <laughs> um, their front legs. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great news about Penrith Lakes. Breaking news. You've yeah. broken some news for us, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the, the, there's an agreement there in place. So, yeah, good news. Before we wrap up, I just want to touch on something else you're involved in. You've got the Trail Kids program. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Trail Kids is a, um, a side venture that I that I run with a female um, friend of mine, also elite trail runner, Joe Prochetto. Um, and so we 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 uh, just keep it pretty low key at the moment. Um, we offer you know uh, weekend clinics, trail kid trail running clinics for kids, and basically just get them out in the bush, get them mucking around in nature in a pretty unstructured um, kind of way where they can relax in nature and, and not feel um, yeah just try and break down some of those myths that uh, you know playing in nature may have. Um, trying to just um, also get them used to the terrain and running on uneven ground and just um, getting themselves dirty, basically, and mucking around. So, um, yeah, we do, like, little clinics and weekend holiday camps and stuff, but um, also put on a few little kids' races attached to the local trail running uh, race um, organisation up here, Running Wild. So, yeah, just um, just been uh, part of that for a couple of years. Um, and, we're, we're yeah, we would love to throw more weight behind it as far as what we can offer but unfortunately it's not our full-time job so we do it pretty limited um, at the moment but it's it's it'll, it's all good fun when it comes around yeah it sounds fantastic i took my eight-year-old daughter on a night trail run last week and she was initially really scared but about a couple of minutes in she loved it you know when we startled a kangaroo and uh, it was just the excitement of not knowing where we were going. I think I think it was fantastic. So good luck with trail kids. Yeah, yeah thanks. And that, that's exactly what we find too. It's, you know, it might be a bit uneasy at first, but, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, they're, they're loving it. Thanks for giving up your time while you're on holidays. And sharing your, your adventures. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I've given you a bit of insight into Africa too. Our next guest on the podcast comes from Western Australia. She's the event director at Avely Parkrun. Welcome to the show, Tracy Bryan. Hello. 
good to be here. What's the weather like in WA this weekend, Tracy? Well, we're just about to get a storm through tonight, so batten down the hatches. I uh, hope it's not as bad as uh, you guys have had over east. Yeah, it's got a bit messy over here in recent days. Hopefully um, it's not going to be like this all winter. Yeah, roll on spring, eh? Exactly. So you guys are heading towards your third anniversary in July with a, a doctors and nurses theme, I understand. And you that's related to you've just recently received an AED for your event. Do, do you want to tell us a little bit about how that happened? Oh, the AED, yes. Um, we um, obviously, Tim um, asked around and to see which um, part runs had access to a DFib. We didn't. Um, and a local company, um, an accountant in Ellenbrook, were advertising um, to donate $1,000 to a not-for-profit not organisation. So I wrote, penned a little letter um, telling them all about us and how we would love to um, put the money towards the DFib. And uh, yeah, we got $1,000 from those guys, which was brilliant. And then I applied to the Stockland and Averley Community Grant and got $1,200 from them. So it didn't leave much really to to get. So uh, it worked out at $30 per person. So we had 30 people. Um, 25 in the end actually came on the day because it was a very stormy day and a few people had um, fences blown down and whatnot. So we had 25 people that turned up and, yeah, we are just waiting to get our certificates, but uh, we were awarded the DFib at the end of it which I shown um, all our part runners on Saturday. And, um, yeah, it's uh, now part of our kit. And hopefully we'll never have to use it. You've been around for three years. Were you there at the start? Were you the founding event director at Averley? No, I wasn't. Dave Allmark was. Um, I actually heard about part run quite a few years ago from my sister, who does Heaton part run in, in Manchester. Uh, so I looked... On the website to see if it come over here and it had but it was over east there was nothing in WN I thought what a shame and at the time I would have loved to have contacted uh, Parkrun and said you know can I help but things were going on in my life and I couldn't um, then next time I looked Clay's book COVID started so I registered but never actually got round to going um, and then all of a sudden Avery was starting so I sent Dave a message um, and just said, look, I've been practicing my 5K. Um, I'd done it on the treadmill and, and grabbed a friend and asked her to come out with me and uh, managed to do the 5K, so I was ready. Um, but I said, I, you know, I would offer to volunteer. And he said, no, you've never done it before, so you need to have a run. So I had a couple of runs and then volunteered and obviously looked quite keen. So he asked, would I be a run director, which I said yes. And um, and then last year he stepped down, so I took over the reins from him. And, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. You've done 59 runs, but you've also fantastically done 41 volunteering stints. Do you like the volunteering part of it? I do. I mean, um, to be honest, um, yeah, it just feel, I was actually looking to do some volunteer work in the community uh, prior to finding Park Run, but just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I used to do Meals on Wheels in the UK. Um, so, yeah, I do enjoy helping out in the community. So when this came along, I just didn't know what part run was and just assumed that it would you know, the way it would just be for athletes 
and didn't really know what I was going to be doing there. Um, but then realised actually it's not, it's for everybody, um, runners, walkers, all members of the community. And it just filled that niche that I was looking for um, in, in regards to volunteering. Tracy, you mentioned your sister runs at Heaton. Have you had any international parkrun adventures yet or are they on the agenda? Um, no, not yet. Um, next time I go over, hopefully next year, I will um, hopefully be partaking in a park run or two, uh, but not as yet now. Tracy, we're both over on the east. Um, explain where Averley is in context of Perth and, and describe your course a little bit. Okay, I think we're about approximately 25 k's from the CBD uh, in the Swan Valley. Uh, it's beautiful. We've got lots of wineries um, just down the road from our park run. Our park run is based around Central Lake, uh, Central Park, sorry, which is based around a lake in Averley. And we do one lap of the lake. Then we run out of the park and run along some bushland on the pavement um until we come to a main road and then we turn around back into the park again uh, around the lake and then uh, yes up a nice little hill at the, at the end other than that it's pretty flat finishing on an uphill or a downhill up so everyone's spent when they're finished yeah when you run 5k it's um that little hill at the end is um yeah a bit of a surprise <laughs> Now, your course record holder, Matt Smith, is actually in Spain at the moment, um, recently taking part in the World Duathlon Championships. So that just goes to show, I guess, parkrun is for everyone. And how did he do, Tracy? Yeah, he came He came fourth, uh, but first in his age group, back to back, he did uh, last time as well. So he's doing absolutely awesomely well, and we're very proud of him. Do you have many World champions run with you on a weekly basis? <laughs> no. <laughs> we have had um, a next Olympian, though, from the UK that came a couple of years ago. You've got uh, a couple of other events that you've been to. So you've been to Claysbrook Cove, and I know more recently you were at Bunbury. I had the pleasure of meeting you at Bunbury for the first time in person this year. Have you got a list of want-to-do events around the country, Tracy? And if so, what are they? Uh, I think I'd definitely like to do more within WA. Um, That certainly would be a lot easier. Um, So, yeah, I think just the circumstances at the moment, it's just been easier because I I do work, I'm a practice nurse, so I do work weekends sometimes. Um, So, you know, when I have worked, which I'm working this Saturday, I do like to get back to Averley just to, you know, make sure, I mean, everything's fine, but, yeah, just to show my face there. Um, So, yeah, when things settle down a bit... um, Mainly WA, but obviously um, over east would be great, but I can't see that happening for the next few years. Although I never say never. You're a nurse, did you say, Tracy? Yes. And is that the thinking behind the uh, theme for the anniversary in a couple of weeks' time? No, not at all, no. Um, it was actually Dave that came up with the doctors and nurses idea, uh, only because we've, got, we, we've just got the DFib. So I thought, well, we'll go with that one. So I'm just trying to borrow a theatre gown. I'm going to go as a patient. Just to mix things up a bit. Yes. To go as a nurse would be too cliche, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're going to go as one of those patients with, with like, the back that just flaps open to show your naked bottom? Well, it won't be naked. I've actually got a false bottom that somebody's going to lend me, so... (laughs) 
Excellent. You've thought of every angle, literally, pun intended. And I've actually got access to Plaster of Paris, so I'm going to do two um, back slabs on my arms as well that I can take off, obviously. Um, but while I'm reading out the prize winners' names, um, I will have my arms in plaster, so that will be fun. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting. Are you, are you going to have it all the way up past the elbows so that they're bent and can't move? Yep. Can't wait to see the photos of that one. Yeah, it's what I like to see, the ED setting a high standard. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Dave, um, he's been Darth Vader. Um, last year he was Pirates of the Caribbean. So, yeah, I've got um, a lot to live up to, I think, with Dave. Are you a keen runner, Tracy? I am touched on your volunteering, but do you, are you a runner? Runner? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, I only started three years ago, just like I said before. Um, I, yeah. Uh, Started at Park Run uh, and didn't think I could run and then found out, well, actually, yes, you can. Not, I'm not very fast, but that doesn't matter. And my goal was to do a marathon before I was 50 and I did that last year and I'm 50 this year. So I, I did it. So I'm very proud of myself. So you should be. Marathons are bloody hard. Yeah, yeah. So I did it and I never thought I would. So you just never know. Is that something, do you think that parkrun made achievable for you? Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely, I wouldn't. Marathon was just a dream. You know, it was just, that's that's for other people, that's not for me. But once I started running the 5K and then you just get, just, oh, I don't know, you just, people get talking and uh, about the races they're doing and you think, well, maybe I could give it a try. And, yeah, you just go on from there. So, yeah, it's parkrun's fault. <laughs> it's always good to have somebody to blame. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have parkrun to blame for a lot of things. Yeah. No, it's all good though. Give us a parkrun highlight. Every parkrun is a highlight for me. I just enjoy the whole experience. Um, even when, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was we were going to cancel and a few few uh, the northern suburbs parkruns did cancel. Um, and now our new e, uh, RD wasn't sure what to do and I wasn't actually going to go that day um, but I, I jumped in the car and came and gave us some support. I said, do you know, I think we'll be fine and 12 people turned up. We all got absolutely soaked but it was fantastic. Um, so that, I, I would say that was um, pretty good even though we got wet. It was wet over here on the weekend and naturally enough the numbers dropped but, you know, we were all huddled around our little shelter and I think we got all a little bit closer. Numbers were down, but it was a fantastic morning. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter really how many numbers you get, or how many people you get. I think, yeah, um, just the whole experience is good. But we, we, our numbers are not very, you know, very big anyway. We're lucky if we get 60, 70 people, and, and that's fine by me. Um, it's, you know, we're getting some new people every week, so that's good. Uh, and now, obviously, we we're, there's, there are a lot more park runs, um, people sort of leaving hours and going to ones maybe that are a bit nearer to them, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but I like the low numbers. It's easy to manage, and we all get to know each other, so I think that's really good. Well, you've been on the podcast now, so prepare yourselves for an influx of new park runners descending on Averley. <laughs> we'll be ready. <laughs> Tracy, it's been great to catch up with you and venture over to WA again. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much.
G'day, Scott and Mel. Uh, this is Paul Kitching, or PK, doing a bit of roving reporting for the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, coming to you from sunny South Australia this morning. And we're out here at uh, West Beach for the launch of the West Beach Park Run. Fantastic. So good to have more park runs in South Australia. And a uh, beautiful day down here on the beach, as it, uh, the name suggests. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're, we're actually on the course now. We are... We've already taken off and been walking for a bit. I'm actually walking today with the family. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's a great course. It uh, leaves from a reserve right on the beach. You uh, head along a bit uh, through some sand dunes on a path, and then, uh, Scott, you'll be very pleased to know, we go over a bridge. Yes, there is a bridge on the West Beach Park Run, so you definitely have to put it on your list, mate. We then uh, head uh, under the bridge and up Linear Park. So Linear Park... Uh, uh, up the Torrens. For those uh, people that know Adelaide, uh, you head up the Torrens, so it's the uh, end or the start of the Torrens, and uh, you go along, and we've just gone past some horses out for their morning exercise, and uh, yeah, so it's an out and back course, out uh, along the Linear Park, and this is actually the third park run in Adelaide that's on the Linear Park. Anyway, uh, we'll come back a bit later after it's done and see if we can chat to some of the people behind Park Run. Okay, we finished the course and it's uh, fantastic, a really nice uh, way to end when you come through and you see the beach and you think, yep, I might have a swim after all that, <laughs> but we're here at the end of the, uh, the launch of the West Beach Park Run and I'm with Camilla and Angela and uh, uh, some pretty important people that have helped get this park run uh, happening here at West Beach. Uh, so I'm just going to have a quick chat with Camilla and uh, find out what it is that she does um, so well uh, for uh, everyone in the local region here. So I work with children and families in the city of Telstead, uh, encouraging a healthy lifestyle, and this is one really great way to set a culture of being active and enjoying the beautiful open spaces that we have in Telstead. Fantastic. Thanks, Camilla. And Camilla is also um, representing OPAL, I think it is, which yeah, is... Uh, OPAL is a, a program around kids and families um, encouraging a healthy lifestyle, initially you know, around concerns with the rising levels of childhood obesity and diabetes and things like that. But obviously, being active and eating well has so many other benefits. You know, it brings people together, it gets the community to know each other, and this is just lovely to see so many people out here today. Isn't and it great? And certainly... an active lifestyle, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Camilla. And that's exactly what Parkrun does, as we, as all of us who love it, know, know it well. And so it's just great to have yet another Parkrun here in Adelaide, or in South Australia, I should say. And also, we managed to score an opal water bottle, the water, the original cool drink, um, and I'll be using this at all my future park runs, so thank you. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Camilla. I've now got um, Angela Evans, who's the Mayor of the City of Chelsea. Is that right, Angela? Um, thank you so much for your support. It's very important that we have the councils on board, and uh, you've been an, a massive supporter, I understand. Well, it's our pleasure, and in addition to that, I'm really impressed by the turnout that we've got here today. Um, there are people here from all over Australia, in fact, who are having an absolute ball, and the energy is fantastic. The terrain here is um, a, a really uh, good one for runners, a little bit of a challenge, uh, five-kilometre run along the coast and along our beautiful linear park and the day is glorious. You just can't get better. Sure is beautiful. Councils are a really important part of Park Run. As we know, um, there's been a bit of contention overseas with the Park Run closing because of the council. I'm not sure if you know, but it's... Um, and, and certainly that's why John Laurie here, the state director, actually did something on Facebook here the other day just saying how happy we are with and how important it is um, when councils get behind what it is that we do and keep people fit and healthy every week. So that's, I just want to reiterate how, um, how much we do appreciate 
um, yeah, the support of the, of the You're capital. You're very welcome. Yeah. Well, the city of Charleston, it's got a very um, uh, significant uh, emphasis on lifestyle and wellness, and um, we want to encourage that in all the ways that we possibly can. And this is just one opportunity of very of a, of a vast variety um, through uh, just our, our recreation reserves, our parks. Uh, we've got uh, community centres and sporting clubs. There's a whole range of things, yeah. but park runs is just another option for people to get in and join. Sure is. No, that's great. Well, thank you both so much, You're and um, look forward to maybe seeing you at another park run in the future. Will do. Thank you. Bye. Okay, I've now found some park run tourists. They haven't just come from another park run here in Adelaide like we've come from Mount Barker or others have come from Lockheed. All these guys have come from a little bit further, actually overseas, I believe. Oh, not quite. <laughs> not I'm in Tasmania. So, yes, there is a small sea to come across. <laughs> <laughs> Lord sisters. So I'm here with uh, Leanne and Lee, who I actually saw last week at the Lockheed Park Run. Um, which is fantastic. So you're obviously doing a bit of parkrun tourism in South Australia. Yes, we, we always try and plan our holidays around a parkrun. So if we've got a Saturday, we always make sure there's a parkrun that it. we can attend. That's fantastic. And we always try to do a different one, don't we? That's good. And we, love, and we love inaugural ones, so we had to come yeah, to Yeah, I know. Sorry, Mount Barker, we burnt you off today. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we yes. have to come to the Lord. Oh, you can hang around in Adelaide to do Mount Barker next week? No, no, no that's we're heading home. No, that's maybe, all right. Maybe next, maybe um, next time. But uh, a lovely course. So how does it, it compare, I suppose, to other park runs that you've done uh, elsewhere, um, this course? The course was beautiful, running out along the beach to begin with and then down the river. It was a, yeah, awesome course. Very, very nice. And course. just a very slight undulation just to give you a bit of yeah. variation. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great course. Love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and uh, it's great to have, um, you know, lots of people here today for the first park run at West Beach. And um, sure thank you for being tourists and enjoying the South Australian countryside and uh, what park run offers here. And I uh, um, hope you continue to enjoy park run around Australia. Always will. Good Always on you. No worries. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. No, no worries. worries. I'm here now with uh, Shelley and Lorraine. Well, Lorraine's on the timekeeper. And Shelley's got the, the tokens, and I reckon what number are we up to there, Shelley? We are up to 188. 188, that's a fantastic turnout. We've far more than we Yeah, I'd actually imagined. You've more had than to, we anticipated. You've had, and you've had to go through, well, and so that the trials, I've been looking at the trials online, so I'm here talking to the event directors, so your joint event directors, I've always of, of, of the West Beach Park Run, and. Uh, no doubt you're happy um, happy with how the day's gone? Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful. 187 so far. No, how good, Amazing, right? Isn't it? Yeah, and Sun shining. Beautiful, beautiful day. Congratulations on a great course. Uh, what's your parkrun journey, I suppose? Have you have you both done other parkruns or? or I've, been, I've only done one actually. Okay. We, I've, been very I've run twice <laughs> in a parkrun in the city, yep. but we really wanted one at the beach. Yes. And because we have both been injured, we thought now we put our energies to um, organise the parkrun. Fantastic. Well, certainly yeah, you, you've got to go back and do the, do the, do the timing, um, but certainly. Uh, with the beach, I think, yeah, this is great to launch it in winter because, you know, if you get lots of people here and then I'd say you'll have quite a few people wanting to come and do parkrun tourism down here and, and fall into the ocean afterwards. I think we will. We've got two people here today that have come from Tasmania. I know, I've just spoken yeah. to them. I know, and they were at Lockheed last week, so it's so good. Yeah. But anyway, I'll let you get back to it, but thank you. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to coming and, uh, and joining in parkrun and thanks for helping us um, expand the parkrun uh, community here in South Australia. Thanks, Paul. No worries. Yeah. Thanks for coming and doing a little report. No, no worries at all. It's all, it's all good. So that's me, uh, PK or Paul, signing out from uh, Park Run West Beach for the launch. Well done, West Beach. Great work, PK. West Beach has launched successfully. So the South Australians have another Park Run to adventure to, and that can only be a good thing.
bit of interaction on social media this week. We cleared up, you may remember a couple of weeks ago when I did a freedom run out at Cooks River, and I questioned why we weren't crossing the 17 or so bridges that we ran past. Nick Bailey got in touch with me, or got in touch with us, and just cleared that up. They might have wanted to cross those bridges, but it was a negotiation with council, and they lost that negotiation. So at the moment, they're just running along one side of the river. Something that may be worthwhile noting is that council said the bridges weren't safe, which is a bit of a concern considering people are walking and running across them anyway. When, when we launched Dudley, people were concerned the bridge was going to fall down. Well, if the bridge is going to fall down when people are running across it, it's not a bridge I'd want to go across any time. Shouldn't be open. Exactly. And last week on um, Instagram, we asked for some commute pics, and we got it. Hey. Chris Fraser was listening to Parkrun Adventures podcast on the train to the airport, where we got a shot of the beautiful Illawarra coastline escarpment and sunrise he was on an adventure to run new farm park run and city to south pretty sure new farm was cancelled on saturday though so i hope he managed to make it to another event close by there were a few runners that dashed across to kapalabar park run which wasn't cancelled so they got some of their inner city park run fixed But the weather, fortunately, was spectacular for City to South in Brisbane on the weekend. So at least one out of two is not too bad. And we had another commute pick from John Z. Webb. He was on the train platform on his way to work listening to the podcast. Must have been the week for trains because on Twitter we had Procrastinations who was listening in transit. And there was also a picture of the platform. I'm assuming it it looked underground. That's trains, right? You catch trains underground these days in cities? Okay, cool. Big cities, yeah. That happens. Is that all our mentions? Is that all our Twitter mentions? That's all our Twitter mentions, yes. Let's go back to Instagram, where Stuart Marshall Training was back again. He was volunteering at Park Run. So, thumbs up. And we like Stuart because he's one of our biggest fans because he said shout out to the awesome Park Run Adventurers for their awesome podcast every week. All factually correct, so thanks, Stuart. Will B1981 got video of Josh Tawley on the warm-up at Tuggeranong Park Run on the weekend. Josh ran in just over 15 minutes in the pouring rain, and he reckons we need to keep an eye out for Josh to break some of Marty Dent's course records. That's pretty cool. Course records in the rain, though he probably didn't have too many people in his way. I like running in the rain. I reckon it cools you down. can make you run faster. Yeah. I'm a fan. Over on Facebook, Ben Brockman, the ED down at Devonport, he got in touch with us to let us know that he received an email during the week and the subject line was volunteering. And he was right. We were excited to hear that news, that people are starting to use the word volunteering. Thanks for letting us know about that one, Ben. That made my absolute day. We have one launch this week. Gundawindi in Queensland. Again, my knowledge of Queensland is lacking severely. Whereabouts is Gundawindi, Mel? Oh, you're asking the wrong person, Scotty. What I do know is it's inland, it's regional, and it should be an awesome event. I think it's on the border, isn't it? I think it's right up on the New South Wales-Queensland border. 
it wouldn't be too far. I'm sure we'll have plenty of parkrun adventurers that are much better versed in geography who will be more than willing to point out exactly where it is on a map for us during the week when they've listened to the episode. Do we have any cake this week? Where's the cake? Well, we've got anniversaries, which we're having high expectations of cake at this weekend. Uh, We've got Frog Hollow in Victoria are having their second anniversary with a once upon a time theme. That'll be great. There'll be a lot of frogs and princesses and, you know, castles, people dressed as castles, I'm sure. Yeah, why not? It's around a marsh, so maybe you're on the right track of frogs there. Well, it's called Frog Hollow. I'm, I'm saying frogs because of, like, the frog prince, you know? It's a fairy tale, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they were thinking when they came up with Once Upon a Time. You were right. What do you reckon Mitchelton were thinking when they came up with their ugly sock theme for their third anniversary? Well, they might have decided that wacky socks, which has been a theme a little bit recently, wasn't quite for them. So they've gone with ugly socks because I I guess, you know, everybody does have ugly socks. Well, I don't, but I'm sure a lot of people do. All my socks are bright and wacky anyway. Your ugly might be my pretty. That would be awkward. (laughs) Um, Girl, you know, you could turn up to Mitchelton in what you consider your fugliest socks going around and then someone there, they've got the same pair of socks in their drawer at home and they love them. These are the risks you take when you have risky themes like ugly socks for your birthday. I'm sure the Mitchelton Park Runners are not going to mind at all. Newey are having their fourth anniversary. We, we actually spoke to Robbo about that a few weeks ago and they're having a green theme. So they might have frogs there as well. It could be frogs all over the place. And speaking of green frogs, Shell Harbour are having their second anniversary and having a pirate party. Shell Harbour often referred to as one of the most picturesque parkruns in Australia. Is that how you're linking it to green frogs? You didn't get the connection? No. It's subtle. Go back and have a listen. (laughs) Okay. I think subtle may actually translate to tenuous in this situation. Possibly. Possibly. But what's not tenuous is pirate party. Nothing screams having fun like having a pirate party. Challenge to the ED Brendan there. We want you to do your presentations in pirate talk. And that's all we've got time for this week. Is it? Yeah, we've come to the end of another one. How would you rate this one? In our top 23? Definitely in the top 23. Maybe even in the top 24. I had fun. Great catching up with our guests this week. Look forward to doing it all again next week. We're sorry this one's a bit late. I, I'm pretty sure we didn't. I'm pretty sure we didn't say goodbye, but you can just say goodbye.